And I think that's why I feel very drawn to this connection and authenticity value. It's very, and integrity, like they're my core values as a human, me, you take the brand away. And I think that um, everybody has that beautiful sparkle in them, everybody, whether you're in business or not. And I think it just takes someone to believe in them and pull that out of them enough, connect it with a vision or a purpose or their idea of success. And that's where that really sweet spot I find starts to happen. It's that connecting two different worlds and they think, oh, that's not possible or I'm not good enough to have that or I can't have that. And I think, why the hell not? You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. As the name of this podcast suggests, we do things differently around here. You can expect open, honest, unedited, and celestial conversations about the things that matter. Think self-development, spirituality, self-efficacy, life strategies, and the astrology activations that totally rock your world. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let the magic begin. Hi, gorgeous, and welcome to this week's episode on the podcast. And this week we have the most beautiful soul. It is Sarah Garner from Digital Bloom. And I've known Sarah for a few years now. And honestly, every time I connect with her, I always tell her she feels like sunshine because she's always so positive and optimistic and we always have just really beautiful and intentional conversations about the things that matter and I love this conversation with Sarah because we talked a lot about what defines success, social media, creativity and even though Sarah has worked with over 500 wellness and beauty brands, our conversation really didn't revolve a lot around branding. And so I love the fact that Sarah is a true adventurer at heart and uh, you will definitely feel this throughout this episode. So I wanted to say a really big thank you to Sarah for jumping on the mic with me and I will catch you on the other side. What's something that you've learned lately and it can be big or small? Oh gosh, lately. Um, I have to say in business, what you think people need in your niche or your market, um, what, what the, I guess the natural progression is and the way things have always gone, especially in the last 12 months, I'm seeing that people are wanting and needing different things to what you're thinking. So like the trend might be online courses, but if you really think about your market, if they're a service-based business, uh, online courses, they don't have time to do they just need things done. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, being very nimble is something that I have learned massively lately. Mm. And I'm seeing it in all walks of life, not just business. It's so funny, like this whole trend thing, like it's like online courses worked really well in 2020. Like I launched mm-hmm. a couple of courses. I was vibing with it. And I like have really toyed with like launching some more in 2021. But I was like, everybody is doing it. I'm just so mm-hmm. tired of seeing it everywhere. But then also I was like, if I'm feeling this, I'm pretty sure everybody else is feeling this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We launched a course in 2020. Uh, purely to solve a problem that uh, we get, got asked how to uh, design social media tiles in Canva for the hair and beauty space. Um, and I'm sick of answering the same question over and over. So I thought, of course, great. 
Um, but what I found happened in 2021, when people started reopening, they were like, I don't have time to do this. Can you just do it for me? Um, which, you know, scaling a business makes that very hard. But yeah. it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? When you think now I'm a consumer, if you put yourself in those, the consumer shoes, uh, which online, online course do I do? Because there's literally thousands that I could be doing from any one brand. Mm, yeah, totally. And honestly, like if I think about myself as well, like I hired a PR manager, Danika, shout out to Danika. I shout her out every opportunity I can on the board because she's fucking amazing is that I wanted support with PR the last thing that I'm going to do is do a course on PR because I want to pay a woman that is in business that is her zone of genius to do the work for me because number one I don't have time to do it and number two it's not my zone of genius and sure it's a skill that I could learn but if I look at my priorities in life that's probably not up at the top. Mm. No, definitely not. <laughs> like, I mean, wouldn't you rather take that time and go and spend it at the beach or with your friends or whatever you need to do, unless you're going to really, you know, like you said, go and pursue PR as a career or you do it in your day-to-day -day, every single day. Um, yeah, it's sometimes not the best soul for the problem of the consumer, hey? Yeah, totally. I think it does. It hits like, I'm sure in 2020 for you that, that your course hit a spot, like, cause you were able to, 100%. yeah, like you had a client's pain point and you're like, okay, cool. Here's the solution. And then it's just, I think we've just had so much transformation and change within like with COVID and the market and like, you know, a lot of uncertainty that that shifted. And so you almost have to pivot with that as well. Mm, absolutely. And don't get me wrong. Like courses have their place. Yeah, absolutely. They have their place. Um, but I think if anything, being nimble and being able to adapt to markets and being able to adapt to certain things, not necessarily following trends that are going to come and go, um, but really when you are, I guess, creating a course or an offering, thinking about how will my target audience or my ideal client, like how is this going to actually help them in the grand scheme of things? Like taking it out of just the solution, like really immersing yourself in their life and thinking about it from, you know, they might be a mom, they might be have three businesses operating. Like, do they really have time to do this? Or if they have the time to do that, like if they, sorry, don't have the budget to engage in you, like, okay, maybe this course might have a place. So I think really thinking about, the person you want to serve as a person totally which I think we forget about like even as business owners or even like I think of some of the big brands I think that mm -hmm. you know because I've worked with big brands before and it's so easy to lose focus of what mm. is important and it is your client is like the it's like the whole reason you exist <laughs> absolutely absolutely and the connection piece too like there's I, I've been seeing oh it's come more to light, I think, in COVID, having more exposure to a really changing, evolving landscape. Like it's not the same as it was. Um, this connection piece and people are forgetting in a world of 2021, we're more connected than ever via technology, but we are actually disconnected as humans. Like mm. it's just we're all forgetting, not all, but people I'm speaking to are forgetting that there's a human you know, on the outside of that screen. So no piece of AI is that good. <laughs> yeah. Sure, they can throw stuff in front of you and know what your likes and interests and hobbies are, but we still have that human um, psychology piece to us. Yeah. And I'm watching people, there's a disconnect between human to human. Like there's that, it's, it's really weird. There's this bridge that people are not 
wanting to cross mm. and forgetting to cross. And do you know what? I don't even think that's just a business. If I even think of like relationships, like relationships have definitely been under the microscope this year, astrologically speaking. But I found that with even friendships. And, you know, I was only saying to a friend a couple of weeks ago because um, I was doing, it was called like the drill down method. And it's about like finding your message. And I know what my message is in my business, but I was like, I'd love to be able to be pushed to think about things differently, especially, you know, with this change of pace as well and you know one of the questions over this like seven days um, because there's like a different theme each day which I really loved like it was really like getting to fall in love with yourself again it's like the culture questions it's understanding like so many you pull the thread on all these things you love and um, one of the things was around like what you don't love and that's my number one frustration in the world right now is that more people assume today than ask questions to understand. And that is completely taking away this piece of connection. Like we're all craving connection, but we've mm-hmm. forgotten how to interact and ask questions and like actually have this deep and meaningful connection and conversation with other people. And I'm like, I hope that that changes. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. People, I hope that it changes too. And from a brand perspective as well, you yourself in your personal life, it's your personal brand. If that's the way, you, that's the way I like to look at it, you have a personal brand without having a business, um, but also in business too. And it comes back to those foundations and your values um, that go hand in hand. Like even if connection might not be your top value, you still need to connect with people. People other the people that they're the humans behind the screen they're purchasing from you or they're interacting with you they're arranging a coffee date with you it's yeah it's it's a very very interesting landscape at the moment why do you think people just don't do it like what do you think it is I think we're so used to screens if I'm honest like I think like I watch people like I force myself to not force myself it's not really force it's more of a flow I love getting out there going to in-person events I love jumping on zoom with people even though there's technically a screen it's kind of like you're having a conversation um we're missing out on all those subconscious cues and the physical cues and and the body language that we're getting from people if we're just texting up behind a screen like I'm I will make people actually get on get on the even if it's just the phone right I can't necessarily see them but I can hear the tone of their voice I can get that emotional connection where I think when you just have like a text alone it's very hard to convey to convey that emotion taking that sort of that human connection out of it Mm, that's so interesting as well I'm so glad you brought this up this is so timely by the way because um, one of my other gorgeous friends um, so she's in the marketing space and she was saying to me that I need to get um, across like text messaging because I've wanted to launch an app for like forever but I'm just again it's always timing and priorities and focusing what's important and anyway She's like, you need to start texting out like horoscopes or something, right? And I think it's an amazing idea. And I actually have signed up. Like, so I've got this all set up. Like, I just need to like actually get some numbers. And if I was <laughs> going to start, I, again, I want to like, I need to launch something in like true KG fashion. It needs to go in the bang. But yes. there's still like what you just said, Sarah, is exactly how I feel. It's like this other layer of somebody being fed information. And I think we're so overwhelmed with information today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's not important to me. One of my values is connection. Like 
even like I've taken it away now from like anyone that signs up to work with me. Like you have to be on Zoom video with me. Like you can't select audio only anymore. Like I Mm -hmm. need to see you and I want you Mm -hmm. to see me too because this is a co-creation together. And otherwise it Mm. just takes the humanness out of it. Mm, Absolutely. Um, You should so do an app, by the way. That would be epic. (laughs) I can just imagine it, just like all these like fire updates. It'd be so good. So, so good. It's definitely Um, what I'm working towards. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, the text message thing, I mean, we even looked at that um, with my business to be able to, because some people don't open emails. Emails, you know, emails are great and I think they are very powerful, but sometimes they get junk or they get spam or someone doesn't open them for four weeks. Um, with a text message, it's instant. Like we get reminders to confirm our beauty appointments or our um, whatever appointments here and there. Um, I've been looking at ways in which I can deliver a video message via text message and making sure it hits to hit all of those, those you know, connection touch points and make it a little bit more not so much personal without having to record 350,000 different videos. (laughs) It is so cool because then you're actually being delivered straight to that person. Like I would be far Mm. more engaged as a consumer with something like that than just reading a Mm. shop now, 20% off, opt out, stop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? And um, you might feel like it's hard because we come across this day in and day out when when we look at, um, brands and growing brands and evolving brands. It's like, how do I keep that human aspect and that connection piece, but scale that mass or, or, or scale my business and move away from the one-to-one clients or move away from um, swapping my time for money. And it's hard. It is yeah. very hard to do that, um, but keep that human element. But it's also remembering that I'm a human, you're a human, I'm talking to humans. This is where I need to start, you know, going, okay, it's, it's quite simple, um, but it's also thinking outside the square of what everybody else is doing. Mm, yeah, and I think that that is the deal breaker, game changer mm. moment when a brain can do that is think outside the box and deliver something mm. that's different because we are mm. in this very, feels like we're in this like container right now, all of us, and it's like yeah. everybody's just copying everybody else. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. This isn't even funny anymore because I know that you've got that strategy from that person. We just really switched on today as human beings. Mm. And it doesn't help too. Like um, recently my partner picked up something in me that I was just habitually doing. So we watched that um, very late on the bandwagon was the social dilemma or that Netflix documentary. And it's like, I already was aware of it. I was like already on the bandwagon to go and delete my Facebook, um, delete a lot of things. If I didn't have a business, I wouldn't be on Facebook, Instagram. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that I would rather, I'm so in the moment when I do things that I forget to take a photo or I forget to do this. And, you know, I'm just one of those people. So I thought, well, you know, I, I, I still have that old birthday book where people's birthdays down. I really will check Facebook to do that. Cause I think if you're like, if you're in my, in my circle, or if you're one, someone who's really important to me, I'm going to remember that stuff anyway. Um, but it was interesting. He, he habitually, sorry, he recognized that I was habitually waking up every day and jumping on Instagram and scrolling. 
And I, and I, before I went to bed, I was jumping on Instagram and scrolling, right? And he said, I challenge you for a week to not do that and see how it affects your anxiety because I had all this anxiety pent up about being different and trying something new and someone had copied me. And if I put anything out on Instagram, they're going to copy me again and, and tweak it slightly. And it's so bloody frustrating. Like, it's so frustrating. Very, very um, grateful people are admiring me to do that. <laughs> but everybody's got a copycat of some form. But it's because of this scroll thing. It's because of the information we're exposing ourselves to. And there's no, I'm finding the more people I talk to, what is their strategy or their creative outlet that doesn't involve social media, that doesn't involve looking at the people in the same industry as you? Like it's it's a very interesting question to answer. Yeah. I can't follow anybody. I don't follow any other astrologers. I choose not to mm. because it's so easily to get influenced by um what they're putting out there which could also influence like what information I end up sharing and the other thing is is I've shared this on the podcast before I do I've, I've I was not good today some days if I'm tired I just like will habitually pick up my phone but my rule normally is I do not go on my phone to scroll Instagram until after 9am because I am a shitty human being I feel like I'm behind overwhelmed so damn consumed by the world and my day hasn't even begun yet Mm, it's crazy isn't it like it's and it's a subconscious thing like Mm. sometimes we're not even conscious of it like there's people out there that um and it from a copying perspective it could just be not so much a look but it could be an idea for a package hypothetically people might not even be aware they've actually copied you right (laughs) it's 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 crazy um it really really is crazy and then you get all these thoughts of that person's killing it that's this that's that but it's one percent of what you're seeing like I had someone I had the shittiest day in my business one of the days this year was actually a bit of a shitty month but like the worst of the worst could ever happen and then I went to an event I forced myself to go to a networking event in the middle of the year and someone said oh my god you're killing it like I'm loving everything you're putting out blah 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 I'm sitting there going oh my god like (laughs) this is like the worst day I've ever had in six years of business and someone thinks I'm killing it like it's insane it's really insane and that authenticity thing for me I'm like I I would love to share that I had the shittiest day in business but we don't do it we we don't we don't do it and that can that's a connection piece in itself like that authenticity And I think people are looking for their next fix of energy online Mm. because I, babes, I'm with you on that. People like all the time, Christy, you're killing it. And I'm like, you don't (laughs) see the other like a hundred hours during the week where I'm like either at my desk till 9 p.m. or Mm -hmm. like I'm having a existential crisis because I'm like, I need to do something new. I want to do something different. I'm ready to change something. I don't know what it is like people don't see all that absolutely absolutely and look we should share more of that but then you've got the other half of the world that's like oh you're just looking for a pity party and then you get these keyboard warriors and you think oh my goodness I'd rather just not be on this at all (laughs) I think it's like it's yeah it's like I think social media I don't think social media is evil I think the way we can use it can be it all yes. comes down to how in control and empowered you are using the tool um mm. but I think it is it, it has a lot to answer for both positive and opportunistic <laughs> I won't say mm. negative I'll just say opportunistic because we're 
we're just there's so many people online and I think especially now um, especially since creators are like on the rise with uh, you know platforms like TikTok as everybody wants to have their moment or go viral and it's mm-hmm. this, I think we saw that with TikTok and Reels and it's just like it's a lot Ah, crazy. And the amount of like, um, so I I get sucked into the reels and all the funny things and the creative things people do, but the amount of things that I see that are the same reworked video, like I sit there and go, I love that you're doing that. Like it was so good, but can we do something a bit different? (laughs) Like, can we do things differently? Like, is it possible for people to not copy? Because, you know, we're just evolving with all of these ideas. Yeah. So on that, I have to share this with you because this morning, like literally, so there was this, um, and for anybody listening, you may or may not know what I'm talking about, um, but there was a little baby in like a floaty ring in a pool that went viral on TikTok this year. And um, she does like this little wiggle dance. Like it's like a little shuffle. Oh, yeah. With yeah. Her shoulders. yeah. <laughs> and so everybody like was like put it posting on TikTok about like some great moment in their life. And then that would be, it would cut to that moment. Now I found her mum or her Instagram page this morning on my morning scroll and literally the mum look amazing I love the fact that your daughter's gone viral I think that's incredible she's just continuing to try to emulate the same thing and different yeah it's just like it's like she's getting a child to do it on a chair and somewhere else and it's like that's the 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 sad thing is everybody wants their viral moment or their time in the sun but when it comes they just want to keep repeating the same thing because they actually don't know they, they, it's not something that you can emulate and actually do again. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Which can look, I mean, hats off to them if that's that's their definition of success. But I think it's interesting when you ask people what is your vision or what is your purpose? What's driving you to do this? Is it just for likes? Like, and if that's what makes where if that's your source of confidence, great. But don't like it's it's a really scary place to be able to rely on those vanity metrics as well. Like it makes you worry about from a human being perspective, like what happens if Instagram, TikTok, Facebook was switched off? Like when it went out a couple of, what was it? I think it was last month. Everyone was like, oh my God, this guy's broken. It's a conspiracy theory. It's this, it's that. It's like, no, it's just, they just had a crash or they probably strategically turned it off to see how much the world would shoot itself. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. We all have like this, yeah, existential crisis of like, oh my God, the sky is falling. (laughs) Yeah. And then it was clever because I remember that day um, I had, I have a bunch of um, businesses that come through my emails, copywriters, web people, marketers, branders, even other graphic designers that I'm friends with. And I kid you not, within two hours, there was a two hour window. I got 10 emails saying, okay, Instagram shut down. This is why you need to have um, a holistic marketing plan. And this is why you need to have this. And this is why, and I thought, oh my goodness, this is so interesting. Like, it's just interesting how like our habits have completely changed. Babes, have you been reading your horoscope and found it never quite hits the mark? Your horoscope is the gateway to astrology, but getting up close and personal with your natal chart is main character energy. Your natal chart is a celestial blueprint of the stars in the sky at the date, time, and location of your magical birth. It's yours and nobody else's. It points to what makes you so unique and way more than just a star sign. 
That's why after working with hundreds of people using the magic of astrology, I decided to launch an astrology pathway. Astrology Unlocked is for you if you're ready to use astrology for self-exploration, and I recommend everyone starts here. Astro Strategy is for you if you're stuck wondering what's on the horizon, and you know it's time to take your life to an entirely new level. Plus, with quarterly insights and support, you'll know exactly what areas you need to focus on to create your dream life. And lastly, I see you babes, you astrology obsessed go-getter you. You're kicking goals, but you know you're destined for more. You might be thinking to yourself, how can I use astrology to make my dream life my real life? I created the glow up just for you. If you're excited to learn more about the astrology pathway and how I can best support you, then head to my website and send me a message. I cannot wait to connect with you. Now you said something before and I'm actually just curious to know because yes. you were talking about like your definition of success. What's your definition of success, Sarah? Oh, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a humble one. <laughs> my definition of success is freedom of time, um, live my life, travel the world, be with the people I love. It's a bit cliche. Um, have time to go and be in the moment. Like I mentioned before, I I'm really immersed myself. As much as I'm a big visionary, I am very much, when I'm in the moment, I'm like, this is great. Um, social media hasn't helped that. I think it, it makes us worry about the future a little bit too much or the past. Um, but spending the time, you know, spending my life creating memories and, you know, I always sit there and I go, when I'm 80, if I get there or 70, when I look back on my life, I want to look back and go, oh, man, I've had such a good life. I have had beautiful connections. I've traveled the world. I've done every single thing I've wanted to do. Um, and I've got a beautiful family. I have great relationships, which is a bit of a dream, <laughs> but that's my definition of success. So uh, people say to me, like, how, how big do you want to scale your business? And I think, oh, for me, a team, like a small team is perfect. I just want to you know, help people realize their vision and inspire them to lead the life they want to live through brand and helping them build that brand. And for me, that's my definition of success. Mm, that's so beautiful. Like that, it's not cliche, cliche at all. Sorry. It's actually like, that's really, I think what we're here to do is like live mm. a really good life and do it on our terms. And you know what, like, sure. In regards to what you do, like, you know, you're, you're the founder and creative di director of Digital Bloom, but like you are so much more than that to me. Like I've known you over the last couple of years and like you to me are just somebody that wants to help people. You sure you do it through the lens of branding, but you're really you're looking at every aspect of their life and also their brand and helping to merge the two. And I think that's a really special thing. Mm. Yeah, I never really thought of it like that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I think the the connection, and I think that's why I feel very drawn to this connection and authenticity value. It's very and integrity, like they're my core values as a human. Me, you take the brand away, and I think that um, everybody has that beautiful sparkle in them. Everybody, whether you're in business or not, and I think it just takes someone to believe in them and pull that out of them enough connect it with a vision or a purpose or their idea of success. And that's where that really sweet spot I find starts to happen. It's that 
connecting two different worlds and they think, oh, that's not possible or I'm not good enough to have that or I can't have that. And I think, why the hell not? Like it's, we are so lucky being in this world, even though we've got our challenges with anxiety and social media and technology and all the rest of it, anything is really possible. Like you can start a business now from nothing. Like you can literally you know, if you wanted to, you could connect up um, a dropshipping app and you could, you have no capital and you could DIY everything. Um, and anything really is possible. You just need to be connected with people and surround yourself with really great support networks because I, I'm sure you've experienced this firsthand. I went to start a business and I had so many people tell me, you shouldn't do that. What happens if you don't have any money? How can you do that long term? What about if you fall pregnant? All of these negative things came and hit me in the face straight away. And it was one person, my partner actually, who said, just do it. You know what? What's the worst thing that can happen? And I thought, oh, I just get a job. <laughs> like, if that's the worst thing that can happen, like really, why would I not do this? Yeah, it's it's so interesting what how we've defined in society as defined success. Because like if I look at my last, you know, corporate job, you know, as the training manager for Sephora Australia on paper, it looked like this really glamorous lifestyle. And like, I was sure I had some amazing opportunities and I did so much growth in that role, but I was the unhappiest I've ever been in my life. Now, I don't want to say that that was because of Sephora because it definitely wasn't. It was because I did, I wasn't on path and I wasn't doing my purpose work and what I'm here to do. But it definitely did have a lot to do with the fact that I was isolated from my friends. I was living in Sydney. All I was doing was working. Um, we were operating like a startup, even though we were Sephora. Yeah. And so my yeah. to-do list was so long. I had adrenal fatigue, but and I was so unhappy. And that's the thing is everyone's like, why are you leaving your job? And I'm like, well, why not? Why not? I'm not happy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think like people, uh, it's interesting. There's a, like, I mean, there's shifts been happening all the time as we evolve um, and get, you know, further and further ahead. But people also need to respect that everyone's idea of success to them is different. And I think the judgment, people also have that fear of judgment, right? So um, if someone's idea of success is a high-rise building and they've got this kick-ass corporate business and they drive a Lamborghini, like, who am I to say that that's not successful? That is their definition of success, right? And so um, I think that people need to be mindful as well that everybody perception is different as well so like the meaning of a word so I could say someone tells me I'm killing it I freaking hate it like I hate that because for me I'm killing it is not my idea of success but to them killing it is defining you know that term success so I have to be mindful that oh that word for them or that phrase for them is what they associate with success and that's fine like that's totally fine so I think also what I mentioned at the start, immersing yourself into your consumer or your ideal client's shoes as humans, even in your personal relationships, remembering that people's perception of things is different and their experience of things is different and they have certain different triggers um, and certain different things that light them up. So for me, I like, if I get to Pilates, I am the happiest girl. Like that is the that happiest woman rather not girl. That's like day made for me. But people are like, oh no, like Pilates is like, it's it's just what I do like that's that's for me day in and day out having a having a wine at the end of the night might be your definition of a great day yeah I think it's just really important that people are mindful not to judge like in 2021 we are in this society that we can be anything do anything be defined by anything like we don't have to 
have the white picket fence if we don't want to. We don't have to have kids by the time we're 30. You know, we don't have to do anything. Mm. What do you think culling it actually means? I'm just curious. <laughs> I actually don't know. There's so many different definitions. Like for me, killing it, if it was me saying that I'm killing it, like I have enough money coming in for a rainy day. I've got food on my table. I've got people around me that I love. I have, I'm connected with people and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> like for me, that's killing it. Like, uh, you know, there's, I always have this belief that like, there's that, you know, there's always money, money comes and goes. You can always, you can always earn more. You can never earn more time. Even if you outsource something, that's fine. It's giving you time, but you're going to fill that time with something else. So you can never, ever get more time. Mm. Ooh, that's some good wisdom from you today, Sarah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I've really started to realize that probably the last month, because I do mm. go at a million miles an hour. Like my energy is like this right from when I wake up in the morning, like the high vibe KG is literally here 95% of the time. But what happens is I get, it's like a drug for me. So like mm. the more busier I get or the more that I'm juggling, it's like I thrive off that energy. And I've, and what I found is, especially with um, being more isolated over the last 18 months, I've almost used it as an excuse to <laughs> go into my like little astro cave and go, right, I'm going to like do whatever I can to just yeah. get where I feel like I need to be. And it was like over the last month, I've gone, hold up, like this is not you're literally on the hamster wheel like what what am I trying to achieve here and that's the problem for me like the energy is like a drug so I'll just keep going but I'm like yeah. you've got to be able to enjoy the present moment as well and like being in your office every single day even if you're doing what you love it's actually stopping you from connecting with the bigger world around you like and so because I even found like I was having a couple of interactions with people and I even felt a little socially inept which I've never been like that but it's just because I've been behind a screen for the last two years so I'm like right you need to get back out there <laughs> because mm. like it's almost like I have to push myself out of my comfort zone but it's really something that I have co I created like yeah I, I've, I've forced it upon myself Mm, absolutely it's crazy isn't it and remembering that you are responsible for your what you have in life like sure someone can be a shitty human but it, you are actually responsible as to whether you have boundaries of that person or and something that I've learned massively this year as you know um whether you have that person in your life like you actually are responsible and you have I think it's important that we do take responsibility as well and go and take up take that ownership um because there is no linear path to success and, and I think if anyone thinks that that's that's where you know I need to get to this next step because then I'll get here and in here is like the shitty part that I have to endure because it means that I'm going to get successful no absolutely not mm. absolutely not nothing's linear though this is the whole thing I think no. I was talking about this on Instagram the other day like we think that transformation is linear we think success is linear nothing yeah. is it's an ebb and flow it's like a dance with the universe like you know I find even with like if I think about my business for a moment it's like everyone comes through all in the same week like literally everybody will yeah. come through and then I might have like a couple of weeks where it's like crickets again and it's literally this ebb mm. and flow and you have to trust it and work with it it's not linear whatsoever mm, definitely definitely mm. 
Yeah. Um, Now, in regards to like creation and creativity, because like you are, well, I see you as such a creative person and I love it. Like when you're doing like updates on the gram of like branding mood boards, like honestly, babes, (laughs) such a vibe. Like every time you present them, I'm just like, this is just like epic. I don't know why there's something just really aesthetically pleasing visually with what you put together. Like, tell me a little bit about color and creativity and like what lights you up when you're creating, especially when you're doing it. Cause I think you've worked with like over 500 beauty brands. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Over 500 hair, beauty and wellness um, brands, which when I, when I looked back, I was like, oh, right. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a few. Like, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, helping them not necessarily, it might not be, some of them in there aren't necessarily transforming, transforming their brand, but helping them get clear on things um, so they can DIY it themselves or um, coming in as a consultant piece. But yeah, it's, um, it's been a lot. <laughs> and what I love about it is that it doesn't, like everybody's different. And that's the thing people say, oh, how do you work with hair and beauty? Like, wouldn't it just be pinks and uh, blues and greens? And it's so, so not like branding is not just color. Like it's really teeming on connection. It's really what we do and what I find the most creative is being that connection piece between brand and customer, because the number one question that always gets incorrectly answered and, and it's okay. Cause people don't know what they don't know. Like if I tried to wax my eyebrows, I'd be in big trouble because I wouldn't even know where to start um but the question that I ask every single person is who's your ideal client and they go oh well it's everybody like I can service everybody between 16 and 80 years old anything anything and I sit there and go yeah cool you can because you're brilliant obviously but um I want you to think about like your shittiest upon shittiest clients you've ever had what age do they fall in between? And they go, oh, well, they vary. I go, okay, great. So think about your dream upon dream clients. What age do they fall in? Oh, it varies. And I said, well, can you see now that you don't really have like a specific age? And then we start to dive deeper. Um, But it's a real connection piece between the vision of the brand owner or the brand and helping them establish that. Where do they want to go? Um, and who do they? Who are they wanting to serve and attract into their business? And this is how we help them visually communicate that through all the subconscious emotional triggers through color and font and imagery and different shapes and compositions, and really understanding that client that they want to attract and the personality traits and the subconscious feels we want to trigger in them through imagery, um, visuals, which is really cool, but also having this delicate dance between the vision of the client and the vision of the brand. So helping them um, create something that fits that vision that's going to help grow with them, but also connect with the customer at the same time. So yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Understanding the ideal client sitting in their shoes emotionally is where we find the sweet spot. Yeah. And do you know what, like, cause I work with 90% of business owners like now it's just, I think, cause I'm 
women in business. I am surrounded by amazing women in business like you as well. And so I think that's just been a natural progression within my brand. But that is a conversation that you would be surprised how often I have with people. And because they're always like curious as well, like what my take is on it is too. And like, you know me, I put my two cents in about everything. (laughs) But people get really caught up in their client avatar and they actually forget, like they either, you're right, like they say they want to service everyone or they get so caught up in it, they're like afraid to pick, like they don't want to pick someone because they're worried that they're going to segregate someone else. And I'm like, but if you try to service everybody, like it's just going to dilute your brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, it's like, it's interesting that they pick niches in like, so for us, we're in an industry and also in a service. We're quite niche. Sometimes that can't, like sometimes that doesn't work. Um, once you've, we, we found a sweet spot that has worked for us, but I find too, that people start to niche in services and they go, oh, well, if I specialize as a, um, in just facials, for instance, I'm going to lose a lot of money. And I sit, I sit there and explain to them, well, actually, no, because that's what you love doing, what lights you up. And you're going to be like, I would go to the best facialist in town and go somewhere else for my brows. But, and then the question comes up, well, um, if I do that, um, it's not really helpful for the client because they've got to go to two different places. And I think, well, okay, well, that's great, but you can still offer brows. You still know how to do that, right? Add it on to your facial service <laughs> if you can. So it's, yeah, it's this, it's, it's very interesting um, when people define the niche and the ideal client. Um, I always, always, always create the ideal client on the personality and on the values of the client. I don't care how much they earn. I don't care. It's like that, is it the bus ad? This is same, same, but different. A difference in income, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, CBUS has not got me because I'm not going to buy because I'm going to get more income in there. Like, yeah. you know, like if, if for me, I'm an experienced buyer and that's another part to it, understanding not only the personality, but how these people want to buy from you and interact with your brand. So if I'm looking for an experience, um, Good Pair Days is an example, the wine subscription service. I have the time of my life. I don't even care if the wines are shit, to be honest. Like They're good, but I get like certain points and I get to review the wines. And then in the next box, like just opening the box is a vibe. Like you get this, this really cool copy that I connect with. Sure, I could go to Woolies or Dan Murphy's and go and buy the same wine if I wanted to for cheaper, but I'm having the overall experience. And they've really targeted a certain buyer and a certain personality trait because wine anyone could really drink it of any age mm. of any income of any marital status doesn't matter where they live like if you wanted if you were below the poverty line and that's what you valued and you had the money for that you're going to buy it because you mm. connect with the brand yeah it's so interesting like that and as a consumer too like I will always I normally shop people, not brands. Like it's it's all to do with a person and the feeling that's evoked for me. (laughs) But when you were talking before about like that, you know, a business just specializing in facials, like I am literally that customer at the moment, like that is looking for somebody that can do a really epic peel. Like I was only Mm. saying to mum this morning, like I'm trying to find somebody that can give me like the most amazing AHA peel on the Gold Coast. But I don't know who that is. And that's the problem is sometimes I just want the best person to do it for me. But instead I'm finding all these places that specialize in everything, which then makes me go, well, is it going to be good? And I don't even know now where to begin because there's like this overwhelm of like menu Mm. of services. Mm. 
Mm. And I think that too comes with this fear piece of like, if I don't offer them everything, they're not going to stay. But the thing that I think a lot of people forget is that when you think about the facial or the peel or everything that comes with the face, for instance, apart from the wax or even just face, right? Um, instead of offering all those extra things that the, that the consumer or the client might not want, you've got this whole retail side that we all know comes with a facial, comes with, we all know that the home care is like, I'm not going to give a percentage because I'm not an expert in that, but it's a very good percentage um, as opposed to the in in salon, in spa, in clinic service. So there's all these other things that people will also forget that, you know, we need to make sure that to get you results, you need to do the home care. Retail is where you're going to make your money, (laughs) you know, on that kind of stuff as well. So sometimes it does pay to be the expert in, in your field. Like when people ask me for websites or they ask me for copy or marketing, I always will refer out to the people who are the right fit for the client because I know even though they're going to four different people that they're going to get the best of the best at what the people do. Yeah. And do you know what? Like I would, I would rather be known or know somebody that's the best in something than they Mm. do a watered down version of everything else. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's like, it's like being a tennis player trying to like, I'm, I'm a sports person. So I'm going to go and be an expert in AFL or I'm going to be an expert in water polo. Doesn't kind of work like that. Yeah, there's something to be said about like staying in your lane, but also enjoying the fuck out of it. I think that's a big piece to this because, you know, I think that sometimes too, and I'm going to kind of throw a bit of a spanner in the works here. Sometimes we can be really good at something, but it also Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's the thing that's fulfilling us because I think of like even my career in adult education, like I love learning and development. I love teaching and imparting knowledge and, you know, facilitating light bulb moments for people. But I'd come to a place in my career where the beauty industry just didn't light me up. And so I completely Mm away from that but it's funny because now I've come back to that and I still do it I just do it in a completely different capacity and if you'd asked me five years ago would I be doing it in astrology I'd be like what are you crazy like (laughs) oh my god and I think that's the other part to this as well it's really important that you love what you do because your your customers and the people that you're serving will pick up on that energy they're gonna know if it's lighting you up or not 100 percent, 100 percent, and that's that connection piece they're yeah. they're connect trying to connect with you and if you're not proud of what you do they're not going to trust you because you, you don't seem like you trust yourself yeah totally do you think people can feel that energy like online 100 100 percent i think um i think like i was looking on instagram again i'll use because it's my hero platform um i was looking into some captions that i and i'm not a copywriter i just was looking at auditing some of my posts and i was like I I put my heart and soul into everything I do, but there's some times where I think I've just got to get a post up for the sake of getting the post up, right? And I don't haven't been doing that this year, but I look back to last year and what I was doing in, in the in the rush of being busy. And I was looking at just all the different metrics and things like that. And what I felt really good into uh, you know, putting all the my heart and soul into all these posts. There was a couple that I ended up removing because not because I didn't do well, it's that they, they did do well, but I looked at all the different metrics and to find the sweet spot on what people were connecting with and resonating with the most. And I found with, um, with those particular posts, I got, the engagement was okay, but I got, I didn't get any DMs and I find the DMs are the, the, the extra layer of like non-public thing where people feel like they can actually talk to you and have a conversation 
there was no DMs as a result of those particular posts, which I thought that's interesting. I wonder if that's got to do with an energy, like it's an energy exchange or, you know, with that piece and people not feeling connected. Yeah. I love, do you know what? I spend most of my day in the DMs, like honestly. Yeah. Like I love yep. being in the DMs because you get to have a conversation with somebody as well. And, mm-hmm. and I think that it's like such a beautiful way to connect, especially if somebody doesn't want to post publicly on your post yes. as well. And yes. um, yeah, you can feel you're right. It's that energetic exchange that takes place. Yeah, definitely. And for me, I don't really like me personally, my point of view is that I would much rather know that I've inspired one person through a DM than getting 50 likes on a post. Like that's my values. And so that inspiration, even if I don't make any money out of it and I see them go and implement it or, or they feel like, yeah, I've got this. Like that for me is just, that's why I'm doing what I do. You're such a magical human being. I hope you know that. Thank you. <laughs> a little Honestly, every day. <laughs> oh my God. I think we all do. But that's why I was like, I have to tell you this now. Like you are, you're like, I always say to Sarah, like, she's like legit sunshine to me. Like, honestly. <laughs> and I was just like, when you were saying that, then I was like, that's just, we need more of that magic in this world. We need more people to think like that because mm. I think it's so easy to get caught up in vanity metrics and you know, like wanting to present as one thing. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. That's part of being a human being. But imagine if you have this ability to impact one people, one person, sorry, and completely change their day. Like, isn't that what the world's all about? Absolutely. And it's probably going to inspire them to impact their circles. And that has this beautiful ripple effect. Like you need, look, you need money to live. I get that. It's another energy exchange. Like you've got to pay bills. You've got to put the roof over your head. That's fine. Um, but I think that the converse, conversations are so powerful and I think people take them for granted. I really, really do. Yeah, totally. I completely agree with you. Um, so if there's one thing you would like somebody, anyone listening today to take away from this conversation, what would it be? Mm, that's a very, very big question. <laughs> um, I think that remember that you know what is right for you. And um, never let anyone tell you how to, one, define yourself and also to tell you what success looks like because success, as we've touched on, is very different for a lot of people. Um, and if, you're, if something lights you up and it's natural for you, it's probably the universe or your intuition telling you that that's the path that you need to explore and follow. And honey, like intuitive action, you are so right, is so much, it's life-changing. And it's probably the mm. scariest to do is trusting your intuition and following it. But it will, if you trust it and listen to it, it will stop derailing you from like, like when you don't listen to it, that's when you get derailed and you don't end up going where you want to. Mm, absolutely. 100%. Mm. And um, if somebody wants to continue this conversation with you, Sarah, where is the best place that they can connect with you? Despite what I said about habitually scrolling, probably the gram. <laughs> um, over at digital underscore bloom, um, best place to connect with me. Uh, you can also, I've got Facebook, Sarah Garner. You're more than welcome to jump over there. Um, even head over to the Digital Bloom website. That's also another touch point, um, www.digitalbloom.com.au. And yeah, I think so. That's it. <laughs> uh, and you just create the most 
beautiful like brands and creations and I just like I, I I think you know what and this is what I love so much is that I just love you as a person so like your energy is just so it's so amazing to be around and sure I don't have a wellness a beauty or a hair brand but I just love what you do anyway because it's the intention behind everything you do which is just amazing so and even like our conversation today like um sure you are in the realm of brand branding but like we've had this amazing conversation around social media connection what how we define success and you know what I love having these conversations because it allows people to get to know the person actually behind the brand yeah definitely and I think too remembering that uh just because I'm in hair beauty and wellness doesn't mean that you know the brand theory and the brand conversations don't apply to any industry I just found a sweet spot (laughs) in my niche yeah which hey and that's what it's all about right it's like finding that sweet spot and going going with it um so a couple more questions for you is first up what are you most inspired by right now uh I love looking at what other industries do I love looking at um I'm not so much right now I've always been wired to look outside the box and think differently and for me when I see someone do something I think man that's great I'm not going to do that because I want to be different and to my success and also my detriment because sometimes boring is profitable (laughs) to me. Um, What really lights me up though is having conversations at the moment with people creatively problem solving for them. Um, That's the juicy stuff I love. It really inspires me. So good. I love that. That's epic. Really cool. Especially when I know your natal chart and like that's you tapping into some like ultimate zone of genius there, which is amazing. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, oh, I'm like, uh, I'm hanging on your every word now as well. And um, my final question for you, and we ask everybody that comes on to the podcast this question is, what is an epically small moment that you've experienced lately? Because we wait for these big, grandiose moments of change uh, for transformation to occur, but it's the small moments of introspection that create the ripple effects in our lives. So, what's something? Oh, a small moment. I think, I think as simple as daily boundaries with myself because I am one to, like, to um, I'm an all or nothing, and the the consistent like stopping myself going. No, Pilates is important. You need to do that, even though we all know it's important. But I will always put someone else's needs before myself. It's just not a good habit um but I think the daily boundaries and even and they don't have to be huge they have to be like yeah lunch is 12 till 12 30 you need to go and have lunch and not be on a screen like those little things for me have made a massive difference in my life thanks so much for tuning into this episode if you love this conversation then please rate the show with five stars on apple podcasts or spotify Or hit the share button and send it to your soul sister, boo, or BFF to support their evolution. Until next time, stay hydrated, stay cool, and stay celestial.